0: what's good wacky aj listeners today is a great day for rock and roll we got the man the myth the legend billy stokes on from the album muscle and blood he's a great guy amazing story and i think you guys are gonna like it we also have his his uh product of a legendary creature called annabelle on it miss stokes which you may have heard in uh other episodes and I just hope you guys like it, because this has uh, been uh, one person I've been really wanting to interview for a while now. And uh, I'll be linking his uh, songs in the, the description, so please check it out. It's called Muscle and Blood. Uh, thank you, and we'll start it off right now. Hey. Uh, hey. Hey. how's it going? We're doing good, man. We're chilling. We're rocking the free world. Uh, everything
1: cool up where you guys are?
0: Yeah, California's nice. Oh man, i tell
1: you what, man. Down here, it is so freaking hot that when you just step outside, it's like you almost just get like, um, you know, transported to the sun or something. It's just like roasting.
0: So yeah, how, how's the, what? what's the, the, the exact temperature in Tucson? Well, today
1: when I got in the car, To head up towards my mom's house, it was reading. When I got in the car at about noonish, it was it was 111 on the car thermometer.
0: Hmm. That's a lot. That's hot, man. Uh, Let's get into it. Let's get right into this interview, man. So, uh, so where did you grow up?
1: Okay, man. Here's the story. Okay, I was born in Los Alamos, New Mexico, in 1961 out where they invented the nuclear bomb that's when my dad worked out at the secret lab he was a new engineer so that's where i was hatched and we pretty quickly got to see you know from there we went to southern california when i was just a baby so basically i grew up in southern california did my schooling there and ended up up in the high desert in california and that kind of entails my uh, my school years.
0: And uh, how was that? What would you describe your uh, social life as?
1: Well, I think during the, that era, coming out of the 60s, you know, I was like, you know, I was like 10 years old, coming out of like 68 and 69, and I was just starting to hear the records my parents were playing, like the Beatles, and... and air Clapton and rolling stones and um so starting to get a taste of music and, and their social life was was a reflection of you know what's going on with the vietnam war but moving into the 70s um there was just a you know uh california, mm-hmm. Southern california yeah. you know standard upbringing with lots of friends lots of school Lots of exposure to the culture, music, and and, um, I think in my family, we had like an extra amount of social life because because my parents were pretty pretty open about letting us go out.
0: That's awesome, man. Right on. Yeah, man. So um, I know that you've served time in the Army, man. What was that like? Well was
1: probably the most profound experience in my life because i had been like we just talked about just kind of chilling and working and finished high school doing other things and and made a command decision to to really shake things up and uh joined the army pretty late but uh, what was crazy about that is, is uh going over to Germany. So I got I got stationed in Germany, mm. which was like you know it's like uh, it's like getting on this space shuttle and flying to a different planet, basically.
0: Yeah, and that was a good experience because then you have uh, Annabelle and meet your wife, right? Yeah, that's
1: you yeah, you raise a good point. So I'll get to Germany. I'm a soldier, you know. I'm marching around and driving around in tanks. and The the, the town I was in was a town called Kitzingen, Germany. So it's it's a town of about thirty thousand people, forty thousand. You could call it a big village, but <laughs>
0: so so this, so I was stationed where Hitler used to have his all his communications. So wow, it was it was, it was all these. Barracks up on a hill, and there were four
1: thousand of us soldiers. There were an air defense battalion, an engineer mm-hmm. battalion, a transportation battalion, a signal battalion. All guys, no females. <laughs> yeah. Combat arms. So, so this big, freaking, massive military uh, base that the Germans had been in, that we. Took over as uh, the occupiers of, of Germany, so mm-hmm. so it was pretty it was pretty crazy because you had four thousand uh, American soldiers and their families, um, and then you had this town of, like forty thousand Germans. So and so it was pretty much about a, almost like a fifty fifty mix of Germans mm-hmm. and American soldiers at that time. That, that was in the eighties.
0: So was there like a a language barrier or did like everyone speak uh, English or did you have to learn some German? Well,
1: the Germans um, include English in their schooling. So as do a lot of Europeans. So um, the Germans, the, the Germans spoke a lot more English. Than the other way around, as far as Americans uh, speaking right. German.
0: But you still learned, you still learned fluent uh, German, though. You're still fluent in it because of you
1: marrying in. Because I was there fourteen years, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, most soldiers are only there for two years, so. Right. So yeah, I learned German. But mm-hmm. his question was about the language barrier, and it wasn't. It really wasn't that bad because, mm-hmm. you know, if. You know, you go downtown to eat dinner or whatever. The Germans pretty much make sure that you know. It mean, was a little mix of both. You had to learn some stuff, and and if what well, you didn't learn, they probably knew what to say.
0: The Germans, yeah. you know. That's interesting. Yeah. So, did you um did you ever like uh, learn? Like you, you know fluently. So, would you? How would you say "wacky" in German? Would you still know that right now? How would I say what word?
1: Which one? Wacky. Like use it in a sentence. Like what what do you mean? Like Like the podcast. This
0: this this podcast, the Wacky AJ Podcast. Oh well, is that
1: the name? Wacky? No, wacky with a W.
0: Like wacky, like a like a goofy. Wacky. Yeah. yeah like that
1: okay, yeah. yeah. Connections a little bit, I couldn't hear the uh definition That's fine. So wacky would be uh there'd be a lot of words, no direct translation. So you gotta understand about something about languages. Sometimes there's no one for one, like like there is a one for one translation for
0: for the word blue, and that would be blau. 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 So you got blue and
1: blau, but for the word wacky. There's not going to be like a direct translation, but there would be some words that are close like farooxt. Farooxt would be
0: kind of wild and crazy. Ah, nice. So,
1: the farooxt so. AJ.
0: The farooxt AJ. Yeah.
1: That's it. That's the podcast, yo.
0: That's awesome, man. Thank you for, for enlightening in me, and I'm sorry for the connection error. Um, well, did the podcast drop? No, 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 no. You... You had a little trouble uh, hearing uh, from the audio, but it's all right. Let's uh, move. Let's let's move on. So, uh, last question about army. So, was this during a war or or not?
1: Well, this was during what, what was known the Cold War, so that was kind of like you know, you were probably pretty, you know, this was in nineteen eighty eight. So, I don't know how old you were. Um, Non-existent. I was,
0: I was in my uh, father's um, scrotus. Scrotus.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the Cold War was 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 omnipresent and on everybody's mind. Culturally, it was in all the videos and songs and music. And mm-hmm. it was pretty tense. The Russians were pointing nukes at us, and we are pointing nukes at them, and then in Europe, we were pointing the medium-range nukes at each other. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of tension. There were thousands, 250,000 American soldiers in Germany. So, now that, that was what you would call the Cold War involved a lot of brinksmanship. Mm. But when the Berlin Wall came down in 1989, when basically the Russians said we're tired, everybody said we're tired of this Stress and tension. We're going to try it your way. They said, "Okay, we're just going to we're done with the Soviet Union," and the Soviet Union split into a bunch of pieces. Uh. And right, right then, not not long after that, Saddam Hussein invaded uh, Kuwait you know, over there in the Arab world, mm-hmm. and we pretty quickly turned our sights to the desert wars, and that was the first that was the first of the ongoing desert wars, yeah. uh, desert storm. So, so that, uh, of course, there was a lot of uh, problems in Bosnia too, that the American army uh, was involved in as well, mm-hmm. Bosnia.
0: Right. Yeah. And Panama too, Panama cracked off too. Right. So you say w- when the Berlin Wall fell, uh, were you there when it fell? Were you watching it come down?
1: Yeah, it was there, it was when, it, when it fell, you know, it's a figurative conversation and a literal conversation. So right. the Berlin Wall coming down represents the opening up of the Iron Curtain. And that's another conceptual thing. The Iron Curtain was the divide between the Eastern world and the Western world and communism and, and I guess you'd call capitalism. But anyways, so the Berlin Wall came down figuratively and literally yeah. and yes, I was on top of it when it came down. All right. Nice, man. So, so we're standing on top of it. And uh, millions of people were in the streets. And it was a time of joy. there was a time of joy on planet Earth. Yeah. There, there was a moment of great hope. Peace. Everybody was happy. The Russians were happy. The Germans, the Americans, the world. The world yeah. was happy because it seemed, at least for a minute, that there was going to be world peace because of it.
0: Yeah, that's 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 great. You must have had a lot of, lot of, lot of fun there. So let's move up a little bit into the future. So after your uh, your uh, experience in the army, so you started to to get into music, right? I started to return to music because mm. I had been involved in music
1: before the army, and you know, guitar playing and this and that, and actually did as much playing as I could in the army, but it's, it's kind of difficult, but yes, yeah. I got injured in the army. I spent time in army hospitals. I, it's, you know, it's a long story. I ended up in Washington, D.C. in the hospital, but I got released, came out to Tucson, and at some point kind of, of, of re-discovered re- the guitar and, uh, just started delving into it increasingly, you know, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of
0: the, the path I went down, yeah, right. So, how did your uh, so when did you start like uh, doing music as a full time career? Like, how did that start? Okay, now that was a product
1: of just deciding that i want to see what i can do with it and where i want to take how far i can take it or how far a person could take it just as kind of a novelty or an experiment and kind of using some of the military training in some ways i i think what i did is i put a band together and started playing out some of the bars around here Mm -hmm. And then I was given the opportunity to host a show down by the college where I would showcase bands and to, so, so I hosted that and that kind of got a little buzz going mm-hmm. and, uh, kind of solidified my, my activity, my interest in playing live, live music, mostly at that point,
0: you know, mostly cover, cover tunes, cover tunes, mostly, you know. Yeah.
1: Songs, you know, songs for my heroes and whatnot.
0: And who would you say your heroes would be? Oh, man, you're going
1: to start with the obvious ones. You're gonna start with Jimi Hendrix.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, the man. Yeah. The, yeah.
0: Right on, man. Really? The prophet, you know, the
1: prophet who who could just channel it and bring it down from the heavens, you know. Uh, he was, you know, as far as rock guitars, he's, he's, uh, He's, he's, the, he's the man
0: on the top of the mountain, right? Yes, you know? sir. He's the he's king. nice man sitting there in the lotus position and, and all the other guitar
1: players are trying to walk up and get a guitar pick from him. Right, yeah. 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 right. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, he's so, he's... so he's one of them. Coming down from
1: that direction, there's the greats, the British greats, Jeff Beck, mm-hmm. another yep. Stratocaster, legend, you know, as far as guitarists, Jeff Beck, Richie Blackmore, uh, but these guys are also involved in, in larger bands like
0: Jimmy Page, is guitarist for Led Zeppelin, Yeah, which is, which is a,
1: a, a, a group of very talented guys that created great songs, too, you know. So you've got the Brits, you've got the Brits, what we call the second British invasion, that's Jeff mm-hmm. yeah. Beck, that's Eric Clapton, that's Richie Blackmore, and a whole host of others. Um, but there's some American greats too. This you know, Billy Gibbons is easy top and the and oh, yeah. guys and you know, Leonard Skinner, of course, created their own sound yeah. with the Southern Rock and
0: Free Bird. And- you like okay. the the song Free Bird? That's a good one. Well Free
1: Bird's the standard. Free Bird is the is the iconic uh, you know long yeah. you know anthem 70s anthem right
0: yeah i think that's 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 a 70s cake party uh
1: you know playing free bird over and over (laughs) yeah that's a stairway
0: to heaven free bird yeah yeah that that those songs definitely describe that time era they do
1: reflect that for
0: sure Um,
1: yeah but i should mention robin trower I should mention Pat Travis, who's probably one of my main heroes, who, who plays on my album on two songs. So he's on my album, Muscle and Blood, and yeah. um, there's yeah. just a whole a whole host of guitar players that that I still listen to.
0: That's awesome, man! And uh, so you were talking about Muscle and Blood album. You have an album, right?
1: Yeah, it's Billy Stokes' Muscle and Blood.
0: So, uh, and well. You- Type it into the computer and it'll pop up. Yeah. Everyone everyone listened into this podcast, make sure to check out Billy Stokes Muscle and Blood. I'll leave a link in the description below. And there's a
1: production video uh, funded by Sony because the singer from that was on my album, he's he's in the
0: big uh, iconic band Crocus, which is based in Switzerland. Oh nice. So what was your inspiration for making the album uh, Muscle and Blood? Well, that's a good question. I was uh,
1: hanging out. And I think I was going through some some situations. I think Bell had just um, either moved back in the house or something. I know we went on a trip or something to Santa Fe. But at some point, I said, Okay, I think I got the gumption to make an album. And um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to reach out i had some money because i got in a car crash mm-hmm. and i had some uh some uh insurance money coming from that car crash that, that was enough to fund the project and so basically i reached out to the studio over here got a hold of the engineer and i said we're going to make an album and said, so i meet the best players we can get and so he got um, Barry Sparks, who's been with with everybody, Pink Floyd, White Snake, Ted mm-hmm.
0: Nuchin, um everybody. Ingrid now, Michael Schenker, Scorpions, UFO. So, so we got him. Yeah. Base. So you know a lot of people. So, like, what are some like some of the most uh, well-known musicians that you've met or have played with? Well, these guys on the album Let's Do It. I just
1: posted them on my Facebook. Mm-hmm. If you've ever heard. That, rambling Man, which is an
0: iconic classic. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Lord,
1: I was born a man, you know, <laughs> Trying to <laughs> make a it. living
0: and doing the best I can. Yep, that's yeah. that's it.
1: Yeah, he co-wrote yeah, co- that song. I just texted him, talked to him today. His name is Les Dudek. He was, uh, after Greg Allman and Cher split up, uh, he, he was living with Cher in Las Vegas. She had a residence right. in Vegas. And, um, he, uh, he's written a lot of Steve Miller music, you know, Steve Miller is another iconic, you all know, songs, Fly Like an Eagle, and, and Nice. You know,
0: and you've, on, you've actually,
1: That's you've, you've actually here. had yeah. a lot of contact he's with back Steve back Miller to, to, to as well, right? So, so let's do because like iconic. Yeah, you've, uh, iconic you've actually, music.
0: you've had contact with Steve Miller as well, right?
1: Yeah, but let me finish the question.
0: Yeah, Annabelle. So the people on that album are Les Dude Egg, who's
1: iconic uh insider, super musician, super songwriter. Pat Travers is another seventies fixture and um, a really unique talented songwriter. He's on the album for two songs. Uh, Frank Marino is a legend in his own right. He's Frank Marino on Mahogany Rush. Uh, he's Zach Wilde's favorite guitar player. Zach Wilde is Ozzy's iconic guitar player. Mm. Um, so Frank Marino is, uh, he's a monstrosity. So he's on the album for one song. He helped produce that song. Uh, this guy, the think the album is from the... The group Crocus, which was uh, one of Europe's biggest rock bands, AC/DC tasked.
0: The oh, nice!
1: To sing after Axl Rose, Guns N' Roses sang the ACDC North American leg of that tour
0: because they lost their singer Brian Johnson. That's AC/DC on top of Yeah. And so they, they, they called Mark, is the guy who sings my
1: album for the for the uh, European leg of the ACDC dc show. Now he didn't. He didn't. In the end, he did not. Uh, tour with ACDC, uh, I think Brian Johnson came back into the band, or I can't remember how it played out. So that's the singer on this album I made, is to actually from Crocus.
0: Yeah, I like yeah. the, it's a really good, Um, he had really yeah, good uh, we have, vocal. We got the American Idol runner-up, Crystal Stark, and two other girls singing what are called background
1: vocals throughout the album. So, So basically, the album is a collection of highly accomplished musicians and rockers and whatnot
0: and uh it, uh, it turned out well. Yeah. There, there was more to that story. We released it, Alice Cooper gave us his restaurant. Oh wow released the album and so for that
1: I didn't have Mark. Mark was back in Switzerland, so I had a guy named Brett Kaiser another known musician sing the album release and we have rudy sarzo who was ozzy white snake quiet riot these other classic big bands uh try line of peace the reserve drumming from jeff you know this was jeff beck and
0: mm-hmm. Metal Touch and uh and they were clapped on and a
1: huge, huge band so so the release of the album was kind of a phase two of a bunch of known players as yeah well, so. So it, it, it was just a big uh stew
0: of talent. So do you uh do you still talk to these people these days? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I talk to them all the time. You know, uh, all the time talk to them. I wouldn't like I don't mind to over I don't want to overstep, but if you can get the re- the rambling man guy Let's do
1: that.
0: Let's do that. If I can get a if I can get an autograph, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I could get that. That would be awesome. You can send some of your listeners
1: to listen to him. Just type in "Les Duda." L E S D U D E T A. Yeah. Yeah. See a bunch of good stuff on his end, but, yeah, he makes. So these, these are back when there was real songwriting going. There's real, real workmanship, and you know, mm-hmm. not just laptops pulling down beats and whatnot. There's some mm-hmm. real, some real um craft going on
0: you know yeah lots of talent
1: mm-hmm. right
0: yeah lots of it uh, i mean i i honestly listen to a lot of these uh old rock songs a lot like i've been i've been getting on to it since i was a child like my parents have always tried to introduce me to the classics you know and i like to well, keep it that way beat it. you can't beat i mean they're timeless
1: songs i don't care if it's a hundred years ago or
0: yeah 500 years in the future, like a good Pink Floyd
1: song is, is you just can't beat
0: it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's timeless, like, and you got the internet. So it's, it's going to be preserved forever. Absolutely.
1: And and these days you can, you know, you can
0: type anything in and it'll pop up on YouTube. Exactly. Yeah. YouTube, so muscle and blood and, um, Who else should they look up? Look up all those guys. Let's do
1: that. Pat Travers is awesome. Frank Marino, he headlined the Cal Jam too. Van Halen co-headlined it, but he played last, so it gives you an idea. Mm -hmm. There were 600,000 people at that show. That's probably the biggest concert since since Woodstock. So Frank Marino... Headlined that, which is very impressive to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, Van Halen was huge in, in in the you know in that year, but they they uh but Frank they put Frank at the top at the top of the bill. Yeah, and he quit the music industry basically at the top of his game. He had some kids. He didn't like the direction he saw the music industry going and he's mm-hmm. one of these people just that just quit when when he was right at the pinnacle yeah right the, um, yeah maybe,
0: who's to say it wasn't the right decision but yeah that's he true just released a DVD um, a
1: 12-hour DVD that me that, we helped, I helped him edit it. Me and Annabelle went up to Montreal, Canada to visit Frank. And we sat and helped him a little bit edit this legacy DVD. Yep. Um, Zach Wilde, who I told you is Ozzy's you know, all that really interim heavy duty Ozzy stuff mm-hmm. was Zach Wilde the guitarist. He, he also contributed to this uh, 12-hour uh, Frank Marino DVD, but that's another name people can type in if they want to, you want to hear a real guitar player who's just wrecking it, and
0: that's why people like Ozzy's guitar player,
1: yeah, yeah tell him, then type in Frank Marino and you'll see, you'll see what the real deal is, you know?
0: So, uh, yeah, so have you met Ozzy ever?
1: I have not met Ozzy, no. Huh. No, not me. Obviously.
0: Um So you've you've played for uh, other bands, right? What would be the most recognizable band that you've played for? Well, I'm just gonna say the album I put together kind of transcends and trumps everything because of the players on it. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I just
1: was looking on Facebook today. The singer, you know, he's got millions of fans. In Europe, and uh, I struck up a conversation with him. So, you know, it's, it's like it's like when Stevie Ray Vaughan was offered a a chance to play with David Bowie uh, before before Stevie Ray Vaughan was known. That this here comes this huge rock star, David Bowie, asked him to be his guitar player. And Stevie Ray Vaughan turned him down, and everybody said, "You're crazy! That's the stupidest thing." Yeah, but he knew in his heart that. Sticking to what he's going to do uh, on his own steam, what's the what's the what's the right path for him? And I'm not comparing myself to to that, but I'm just saying that when you play for other people, you're really a side man, you know. And now when you go do your own thing or write your own song, it changes the equation.
0: Yeah. Right? all right so we're we're coming up to the end so we have like 30 minutes uh max so um we got a couple minutes left we got a couple minutes left and uh the wacky aj podcast has been on for a little bit we're on a uh, episode 28 and we always like to close off with the uh, three words to describe yourself
1: Totally freaking
0: awesome! <laughs> hell yeah that's amazing man and i thought Since uh, it would be a little, it'll be fun. Maybe you can do one for your daughter. How would you, how would you describe your daughter in three words?
1: (laughs) Uh, Angel from heaven. Yeah, we both know that ain't true, but thank you. Oh, come on.
0: Yeah, play us off. Play us yeah. off. Hell yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for being on, Dad. And um, yeah. I'm going to make sure to put a link, uh, direct some people to your to your music. All right. Brothers
1: you. It was great, great talking to you guys. It's awesome to have this link up and connection. I hope anybody listening that listens to the podcast will take the time to check out some of these iconic. Check my album, Billy Stokes' Muscle and Blood. Check the video, Billy Stokes' Road Song. That's entertaining. That's a video. Yeah. You check YouTube road song Billy Stokes road song and then check all the uh, check my album and then just go from there. Check out the guest artists and, and yeah. To be prepared to be right okay. on. Nice. Right on. Rock nice. on, nice man. Visit. Thank
0: you. And that's the end of the Wacky AJ podcast. I hope you guys all enjoyed the episode. It was a pleasure talking to Billy Stokes. And if you can't notice or if you didn't notice. The audio in this podcast is way better 10 times because we got the new and improved microphone. And um, I just want to thank all of my supporters for listening and uh, keep on rocking on, stay wacky, and we'll see you in the next episode.